Live from the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Hey, everybody, our second hour as we roll all the way till the 3 o'clock today. It's always fun. Uh, well, we think it's fun. He probably thinks, oh, God, what a pain in my butt again. I got to go on with those two losers. Uh, Zuba Mahente, ESPN, he always comes on the show when we call him. Uh, he comes to us on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mills Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Zubin, good afternoon, man. Give yourself some credit. I love coming on with you guys. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good man, Zubin. Yes, we take back everything we ever said about you. Well, we got a uh, a big national story that we haven't even touched on yet, and I want to start right there. Okay. Uh, it also kind of melds into the world of uh, you know just uh, sports and the media side of things yep. that we do. Tony Romo. Uh, making the decision that he is going to make the jump to TV, long speculated about, but he becomes official today. Your thoughts on that, Zubin? You know, I think it's so interesting is I think we have to really reshape the narrative of what we thought was going on the long time. This has all been brewing since March 9th. I think, I don't know if you guys agree, the initial narrative was, right, they'll release him on March 9th, and then they didn't, so there must be some sort of friction going on between Jerry Jones and Tony Romo, even though all of the reporting prior to that point had been what a special relationship they have, an atypical relationship when it comes to owner versus superstar player. And everybody was like, oh, it must be fractured, and what happened, and why isn't Jerry talking, why isn't Tony talking? I think sometimes hindsight's twenty twenty, and it's a little easy to make this particular proclamation now that we have the entire story. But I think what I think ended up happening, guys, Mm -hmm. is that while the narrative was out there that these two guys were at odds and a once great friendship had been fractured, I really think what happened was Jerry told Tony, I'll take the hits. I'll take the hits. When we don't release you, I'll take the negative pub. When we try to trade you and nobody's interested, I'll take the hits. What I want to do is put you in the best position to succeed. And as long as you remain a member of the Dallas Cowboys, every single one of your options is still in front of you. The second you say, I'm going to the Houston Texans, guess who backs out? The Denver Broncos back out, and the other team backs out. All three TV networks that were interested, CBS, Fox, NBC, back out. If he goes to the Broncos, consequently the Texans and other teams back out, and the three networks back out. If he decides to go to TV, then the NFL teams back out. But as long as he stayed with Dallas, every girl that was batting their eyes at him, whether it's all three networks or any team, as long as he stayed with Dallas, all of those suitors remained in front of him. And I think what Jerry wanted to do was say, listen, let's keep all your options in front of you. After all, he is a businessman. Let's keep all your options in front of you. And then when you're ready to make a decision, sell as much as you want. As long as you're on the Cowboys, everybody's still salivating for you. When you make a move, then people will back out. But as long as you're still with the Cowboys, you control the entire thing and you can dance with whoever you want to, and there's plenty of people willing to waltz with you. So at the end of the day, I actually think that they did this in somewhat of a calculated fashion to say as long as I'm in Dallas, mm-hmm. all my options are in front of me, and when I'm ready to make a decision, whenever that happens to be, obviously it was today, um, then you will be in the best possible decision to do it. So deep, deep down, I think they're tighter than ever. I don't think there was any sort of fracture between those two guys, and I think he did this for Tony Romo to put Romo in the best position to succeed. And Jerry ultimately kept his word, guys, right? Jerry said at the end of the day, 
this decision will be made by Tony Romo. And it seemed pretty obvious that that's what happened. I agree with you 100%. Uh, What do you think, though, about Romo and Sims, and Sims now being knocked out of the number one spot with Jim Nance? Well, I think what's really interesting is that my guess is, is that, and I don't know these guys personally, my guess is that Jim and uh, Tony already have a very good rapport. Tony, obviously, as many people know, has tried, tried to qualify for the U.S. Open. He's been an outstanding golfer uh, for a long time. Nance has long been associated with the sport of golf. In fact, I think he started at Augusta with CBS uh, in 1986 as we hit Masters Week again. Uh, I don't think it's a deal-breaker, but I think it's a very sweet enticement that for the 62nd straight year, CBS will be hosting the Masters. And mm-hmm. Again, that could be something that could be in the back of Tony's mind. How great would it be if you're going to go full board into television? If you're going to make this act two, why not to jump into something you love almost as much as football? So that would be enticing. I think the biggest aspect of it all at the end of the day, and you guys know this from being a broadcaster too, is that this is just too good of a job to walk away from. I think a lot of people said, well, you know, why don't you go play a couple more years? You're, you're still Tony Romo. You'll have a lot of opportunities. But I think sometimes, unless you're in the broadcasting business, which three of us are, but you can extrapolate it to any of your listeners that whatever their profession is, timing is humongous. You know, Fox has an opening for a number two analyst, and the only guy in front of him, much like Romo, is a Cowboys legend. You know Troy Aikman has now called more Super Bowls than he's played in. It's an amazing position to be in. <laughs> right. And at CBS, they have a number one broadcast position available. If Tony were to play two or three more years, fizzle out, not do particularly well, have his career end prematurely, um, those jobs may not be open. I think people would say, well, they'll just make room for Tony Romo whenever they can. And maybe that's true. Maybe that's true. But as you guys know, the broadcasting industry especially, it's a fool's errand to try to think about what's going to happen in our profession in two or three years. Technology, everything is rapidly changing so much. Viewer habits are changing so much that you just don't know. Even the once impenetrable NFL saw a little bit of a ding to their ratings this year. So anybody that tells you they know what's going to be happening in our business in two or three years, I don't think they're coming from a place of clarity there. And I think Tony Romo knew that while there certainly will be football to be played and they'll be broadcast on Sundays, the AFC package will be on CBS, sometimes you just have to be in the right place at the right time. Peyton Manning was in the right place at the right time and ended his career in a storybook fashion. It didn't have to end that way. And I think Tony looks at it from a broadcasting perspective and says, yeah, at some point I could probably get into broadcasting and almost every network will be interested. But will it ever be as good as it is at this particular point? And even for someone like Romo, you've got to be able to deal with market forces. So I think he saw it and said, you know what? This is a really unique position. I'm going to be 37 later this month. I can start Act 2. Any network I go to right now has a great opportunity for me. So I think timing has something to do with this, too. I don't, I don't buy into this notion that Romo could just walk into the booth anytime he wanted. Would there be interest? Absolutely. But the situation at hand with both CBS, Fox, and NBC right now makes it all the more alluring, I think. It's certainly an interesting story and, and something that we just don't get with a retirement story every time. With that, that leads to the question, though, Zubin, back onto the field Denver, one of the uh, possible suitors for Tony Romo. I know you keep a close eye on the Broncos with your ties out there. What's next for them at the quarterback position? Trevor Simeon was all right, better than I think a lot of people anticipated. And then he got Paxton Lynch, the number one draft pick from a year ago. What's next at the quarterback position in Denver? Here's the way I look at it. Had Romo gone to Denver 
then I think it's just another year where Paxton Lynch can learn and can relax. Mm-hmm. But now that that's not going to happen, when you remember, the other thing you got to keep in mind is they traded up to get Paxton Lynch. In fact, how funny is all this that it ties together, guys? They traded up to get Paxton Lynch because they thought the Cowboys were going to swoop in and grab it. Right. And the Cowboys couldn't do it. They, then the Cowboys tried to get Connor Cook. And, oh, by the way, I guess they just had to then settle for Dak. And I think it worked out okay for them in the fourth round. But if you're Denver and you trade up in the first round and the guy that did the trading up is one of the greatest quarterbacks the league has ever seen, and now the Tony Romo impediment has been lifted, if it was even there in the first place, to me there's a ton of pressure on Lynch to do something and make his mark. I'm not saying he has, he has to look like Lynch. I'm not saying he has to be a little better than Jared Goff, whatever that might be. I'm not saying he has to be Dak Prescott. But at this particular point, if you're entering your second year, the team traded up for you in the first round, and you're having trouble beating out a guy that was a seventh-round pick, nobody looks good. Lynch doesn't look good. The scouting people don't look good. The guy that drafted him doesn't look good. And if Romo was there, it would give him one more, maybe two more buffer years because obviously you wouldn't pay Romo to do anything other than start. But now that you don't have Romo, clearly they're going to go ahead with one of these two guys. Um, the, the betting favorite seems to be Trevor Simeon, although, you know, deep down, they, they, the team wants Lynch to win the job because they've invested so much more in him. But to me, the pressure is on Lynch now big time. Zubin Mahente is our guest on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Zubin, take me then to the game last night. Um, it was... A little bit of a downer just because of the 44 fouls that were called, the majority of them in the second half. Uh, I, I, I guess in the first half they let them play a little bit, and for the life of me, I'm still struggling to see why they tightened up the purse strings so much uh, on some of the contact that was taking place. It's a tough game to watch. That, the last game I saw that bad in the championship, I don't know if you guys did agree, Butler and UConn mm-hmm. played a oh, horrendous Yes, you're right. Game. Yeah, it was. You're right. Yep. It felt like that. It felt like that. Um, you know, when Collins got four fouls and he was a shell of a player, he had to be, especially on defense. When Karnowski had four, it severely constricted what Gonzaga could do. I remember Nance, I think late in the second half, or at some point in the second half, they went to a break. And Nance said right before they went to the break, Gonzaga hasn't scored a basket in seven minutes, he said. And when you're in a championship game and you can't hit shots and your opponent can't hit free throws and your two most important players, with all due respect to Williams Goff, obviously hits a huge shots, but your McDonald's All-American coming off the bench and Karnowski uh, have to play with a lot of wiggle room. They have to play knowing that they could draw that fifth at any point, and obviously Collins did. I think you're just going to have a bad game all the way around because guys can't hit shots. Guys are afraid to play the way they want to play because they know one more ding, one more foul, and they're done. I'm not going to lay this on the officiating. Every single year, um, there are a handful of games that people think the officiating really cost them the game. And obviously, when it happens in a national championship game, it'll get more attention. But the reality of the situation is, while I think a lot of people have scratched their heads on the officiating, there was a hand out of bounds play. There's all this sort of stuff that happened in the game. I think this game was much more about, Jim, to your point, being poorly played, was it poorly officiated? I think you could have some strong evidence to say that, but I think the determining factor in the game being played at the pace it was was the overall poor level of play for both teams. Two very good defensive teams, and I'm sure the officials went to the players and say, hey, we're calling hand checks. Keep your hands off. Stop. 
and the players didn't adapt to it, and that's why you get clunky games like that. It's easy to blame the official Zubin, but a lot of times it goes much deeper than that, and if you're on the court, if you're by there, if you hear what's going on, you know those officials, they don't want to call the game that way either. They want a free-flowing game, but if the guys aren't adjusting, you got to keep calling it that way. There's always excuses, right? Oh, it's the officials. I mean, forever the excuse was, oh, you can't play in the stadium. You can't play in a dome. It's weird. The guys can't see. I mean, look, every single championship, we discussed this the other day, I think, every single championship since 1997, you can call it 20 years now, guys, every single championship since 1997 has been played inside of a football or indoor baseball stadium. And there is no going back. So, like you said, you can make excuses for the hand-checking. You can make excuses for the officiating. You can make excuses for weird shooting and getting adjusted to backgrounds. These are all things people will bring up in a vacuum, but the reality is there have been teams thriving playing in domes for years. There are teams thriving despite the hand-check rules. I just think sometimes when a lot of people think it's really, really egregious, it tends to come to the surface. And the other thing I think that should be not overstated here is the fact that we also now live in an age where people can be a lot more vitriolic a lot more quickly on Twitter. I'm sure there were poorly officiated games and a lot of questionable things that happened over the years that just didn't get the grounds as well of support that this did last night because we were living uh, in a different world. And I think that's something to be taken into account, too. Not to a large degree, but I think you can get the hysteria going a lot faster these days. Mm-hmm. I, I agree with you there, Zub. Look, this is uh, interesting times uh, with all the social media aspects uh, it has it has changed the way that people not only look at their sporting events but politics, just general news. It's amazing how has how it has all changed. And at your company at ESPN, you guys have been able to capitalize on that as well. I think the biggest thing these days. I don't know if you guys agree, I and mean, you guys have you know several hours on the radio a week to talk about it. So you guys are in a really good format. I think today more than anything, what people are looking for is just some context. And the reason you bring up politics, this isn't a political thing, but what you've seen is um, in the network news broadcasts, like the guys like Scott Kelly or Lester Holt or David Ndor, the ratings for those shows have gone up. And over the years, people have said, whether it's sports or news, well, those shows are sort of dying away because those shows wait till 6.30 to tell you what's going on, and I can tell you what's going on at 2.16 Eastern Time, 1.16 Central Time on my phone while talking to you. So why do I need to wait around for this or wait around for that? Because there's so much going on in sports and in news, I think there's a large segment of the public that feels like a lot of what's happening is noise. And they just want to kind of go to a place where you can just kind of cut through it, give me what happened, and I'm intelligent enough to form my own opinion. I don't have to listen to somebody say something and then either agree or disagree with it. And I think there's a place, even though social media, to your point, Jim, has been huge, mm-hmm. there's a place in sports and there's a place in news where you can get any sort of information you want at the speed you want. But I think there's also a lot of people that would just like to cut through a lot of that chatter. For You know, we tend to think in our society, more is more. More options are better at restaurants. More options are better in terms of news. We always think of a more is more because we've got more at our disposal, more at our fingertips. But I think there's a lot of people that just feel overwhelmed with the amount of information that's coming at them. And sometimes it's just easier to step away from social media. I mean, what's the number one thing? I talked to Marcus Spears last week at Miles Garrett's Pro Day. And I said, what's the number one thing off the field you can tell me about this guy? Because his on-the-field workouts were great. 
his combine 40 was amazing, and then he still ran it at his pro day. I mean, people were, their mouths were agape at how athletically talented this guy was. I just said to Spears, I said, Spears, what, what is it about this guy off the field that's got to make him the number one pick? Because if you're picking somebody number one, you really have to invest in the person. And he goes, Zubin, the biggest thing is, for the majority of his college career, he stayed off of social media. When this guy leaves the facility, you ain't never going to have to worry about Miles Garrett. Now, he got back on a couple of weeks ago to say something like gig him or do something pretty innocent to the Texas A&M fan base. But it was telling to me that Marcus Spears said one of the most attractive things to NFL teams about a young guy mm-hmm. that could probably say or tweet whatever he wanted because his talent is such that no matter what happens, he'll probably go number one to Cleveland. He said the thing that had impressed him the most was the amount of restraint and discipline he used in a world where none of that really applies anymore. So I think that it's really interesting that even NFL teams that are making million-dollar investments take a look at that sort of stuff, not just for me or you or Trent or our listeners, but that it could really have real dividends and pay real effects even at the highest level of our country's most popular sports. Very interesting. You're right. We're living in really interesting times. Zubin, I got to get one more thing by you here. Uh, new baseball rule this year. You are allowed just to go down, point to first base, and move the runner along. Intentional walk without throwing the four pitches. I've been a longtime proponent of speeding up the game and any means possible. This is a small one, but a step in the right direction. There are many baseball purists out there that hate this idea. What's your take on it? Well, I think I don't mind it either way. Our Jim Bowden, his longtime major league executive, was with the Reds for a long time. He loves the rule, too, and I'm generally a big fan of his work, so I sort of not take my cues from him. But when I see a guy that spent that much time in the game say this is the right thing to do, I'm going to be generally supportive of it just because I tend to agree with his views on a lot of things, just because he's been in a seat that I've never been in. He's been in a situation that I've never been in. But here's why I think it's promising. Because on the surface, the people that are for this rule, just take your base, they think this is extremely innocuous. I mean, are you really wearing out the guy by making him throw four pitches? He's just lobbing it in there anyway. Mm -hmm. So for the people that think this is no big deal, if this was not passed, then you really have to start to think, my goodness, how stubborn are they going to be? Because most people tend to think that this is, not a very arduous thing. It's quote-unquote part of the game. But if you can't pass something as simple as this, which most people think is rather harmless and innocuous, if you can't pass something like this, what kind of rule changes are you going to be able to pass? This is about as simple as it gets. And if this gets resistance, we almost have no hope for passing rules that could have a major effect in the game. Now, some people will tell you baseball doesn't need any rule changes. Baseball is timeless. Baseball is great. But the bottom line is the guy that's opinion that matters the most, Rob Manfred, the commissioner of baseball, has made it absolutely clear that they do have to look at some things and consider some changes. Now, a lot of purists are not going to like that, but at the end of the day, this is the commissioner of the sport, the guy that's going to have the biggest hand in shaping the sport, and he has said two things. I love the WBC, which means that's going to continue, and we need to look at pace of play for our younger generation. The older generation may scoff at that, but this is the guy calling the shots. And if the guy calling the shots is having trouble getting something like this passed, then he's going to sit up at night thinking, my goodness, if I, as the most powerful man in baseball, can't convince people to merely take first base, how am I ever going to get anything else done that I've been promising 
to do. So I think this one had to pass because if it didn't, then you were looking at a long-time stalemate, and I don't think that's something Manfred wants. He's been pretty clear. Drastic change doesn't have to come, but some sort of change has got to be in the offing to stay relevant. Sue Mahente is our guest on the Draft House 50 hotline. Okay, golf, it is the Masters this week. No Tiger Woods. Disappointing, but do you think once the tournament begins that he will even be missed? Uh, yes and no. I mean, I think from a ratings perspective, the answer is always going to be yes. And that's something that's tough because for most casual golf fans, or for most sports fans in general, not the hardcore guys that watch Morning Drive on the Golf Channel, but right, for, right. for most golf fans, this is the start of the golf season. Now, there have been some great displays this year by Justin Thomas. Dustin Johnson has been on fire. There have been some amazing performances this year on the PGA Tour already. But the, the bottom line is you're doing that while football starting in January, while college basketball is taking over the country's attention. So for most people, golf starts now. And when it comes to the ratings, this is nothing against any of the other great players in the world uh, that have great personalities that are young and fun, but there's just no replacing Tiger. Just like the NBA found out a long time ago, there's no replacing Michael, so why do we even bother doing it? So I think from a ratings perspective, the answer will be yes. I mean, you can, you can count it down. It might be a thrilling finish back nine Sunday at Augusta with two household names, and while it will be a good rating, mm-hmm. it still won't generate the type of buzz that Tiger would have gotten. That's a sad state of affairs. Um, but at the end of the day, you have to plan your life. You have to plan your tour post-Tiger. So I think from a ratings perspective, while they can certainly hope for good, he'll always be hanging over it in that particular landscape. But I, just, I tend to think with Ricky Fowler still trying to get his first major, Rory going for the career grand slam, DJ playing as well as he has, the prospect of a winner coming out of nowhere. I think Danny Willett won it last year. Nobody could have possibly, I don't think, predicted that. Um, I think from that standpoint, there's a lot of good storylines going in. But as great as these names are, or Spieth, you know, trying to overcome his collapse last year, that's another great story. But for all of the stories that I just mentioned, none of them resonates with the casual golf fan. I'm telling you this right now. If you put a casual sports fan on TV and put Dustin Johnson on TV, who is that? I don't think there's a ton of people that could tell you who Dustin Johnson is. That's the number one player in the world. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> that just goes, and this is nothing against DJ, by the way. More people might recognize his wife, to be honest. Right. Yes. Yeah. Those, right? Yeah, Pauline Gretzky, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, and I'm not denigrating DJ at all. DJ is a fantastic player who's overcome some great hardships in his life to get to this point. I'm just saying you could take the number one player in the world who's on fire and has won his last three events, put him on TV, and a fraction of the people that would recognize him recognize Tiger Woods. It just, it's nothing against DJ. It's just a miles and miles and miles of gap that Woods has put between himself and everyone else that swings the club. Zubin, out of time. Great stuff. And uh, a lot of different things we threw at you today. As always, Zubin, you knocked it out of the park. Great to be with you guys. We'll see you soon. Sounds you got great. It. Thanks, Thanks, Zubin. Zubin. See you, bud. There you go. Zubin Mahente, ESPN, on the Draft House 50 Hotline, Mill Civic Parkway, West Des Moines. Good stuff out of him. Quick break. We're coming right back. On the Big Talker, 1700. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. 
The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Are you ready for some barbecue? Big Al's Barbecue has St. Louis and Kansas City style ribs, Texas brisket, wings, and all their salads and sauces are homemade. Big Al learned his cooking style while living in St. Louis and Kansas City, and he cooks the old-fashioned way with wood and charcoal. Place your order now for Big Al's Barbecue to cater your upcoming graduation, wedding reception, or special event. Big Al would like to thank everyone for helping his restaurant reach his first year anniversary. Come eat their southern-style barbecue cooked by an Asian man on the east side of Des Moines, located just 900 feet north of the A.E. Cows on Hubble Avenue. Call Big Al's Barbecue at 265-1227. That's 265-1BBQ. Big Al's Barbecue is this week's sweet deal. Get $50 worth of Big Al's Barbecue gift certificates for only $25. Yep, that's a sweet deal. $50 worth of Big Al's Barbecue certificates for only $25. There's a limited number, and they're sure to go fast, so get yours Friday morning at 9 at 1700kbgg.com. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at RelaxDesMoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. 
Your Honor, I stand before you to prove that AT&T's two-year price guarantee is the ultimate all-included bundle experience. Order! I submit Exhibit A, DirecTV Select All-Included Package with over 145 channels. Exhibit B, monthly fees for Wi-Fi Gateway, Genie HD DVR, and three additional receivers included. Objection! Overruled! Exhibit C, reliable high-speed internet and digital home phone. Order! And to close, lock in your bundle price at $89.99 a month for two years with AT&T. The court rules in favor of AT&T. Call your local dealer now. Switch to DirecTV today and start enjoying the nation's number one satellite TV service. Call Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. That's Rockstar Satellite at 515-262-STAR. For us, 24-month TV and 12-month internet agreements and combined billing. New approved customers only must remain active and in good standing on all services or then prevailing rates apply in second year. Prorated ETF up to $480 for TV, $180 for internet. Equipment non-return and other fees and conditions apply. Call for details. Offer ends 121.17. Back to the Wolf Construction Roofing Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. It's Jimmy B and TC. All right, everybody. Always fun having uh, Zubin on the show. Uh, that'll be fun. It's He's just a good guy, and we always appreciate We rag on him a little bit, and he gives us the business right back. That's why we love having him on. Uh, Tony Corlogos uh, from Golf Space will be our guest roughly in about 10 minutes from right now as we get you uh, started to tune up for the Masters Golf Tournament, which begins on Thursday. You wanted to get into a little uh, college basketball again. Well, yeah, after the national championship game last night, uh, it's that time of year, and there's already been plenty of it, guys looking for their next destination Mm -hmm. in terms of college basketball, the transfer market. And we know about it very well here in this state after what Fred Hoiberg was able to do in the transfer game, starting with Royce White, then getting into a lot of the fifth-year grad guys and, and the way that he built up that program at Iowa State. So we know it well. Yes. It happens every year. Yep. It goes with the territory. That's what's going to happen anymore. It's on average 700 kids every year. That's amazing. Transfer that's at amazing. D1 institution. You lay that number out, that's incredible. So think of it this way. That average is to a team. Wow. To a team. It happens a lot. Yeah. Old friend Trey Dickerson. We saw him over in Iowa City here yep. a couple of weeks ago right. with his South Dakota Coyotes squad. This is a guy that certainly was well-traveled throughout his high school career. A New York kid. He was out in California for a while. I think he played in three or four different high schools. And then the college game. Junior college, a couple of stops. He's been all over the place, Iowa, South Dakota. Well, he's looking to make it one more to finish it <laughs> Another up. Another stop. He's looking to be a fifth-year grad transfer. Uh-huh. So uh, that is what's happening right now, Trey Dickerson, at least looking at the possibility. I'm going to throw something crazy at you, Jimmy B. Okay. If uh, a scholarship were to become open, mm-hmm. would Fred McCaffrey make that call? <laughs> I don't think that's going to take place. Would Steve Prohm make that call? Don't think so. Yeah, I don't either. Doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. Their question marks are more in the front court. That's correct. It's just a one-year stopgap. You just got one year of eligibility. Uh, you got Donovan Jackson back there. You got Lindell Wigington. No, no, you're not. You're not looking at a diminutive point guard to come in. Who? Who do you think? Okay, let's let's wreck your brain. I'll fire these at you. In the Big Ten, who would have interest in a Trey Dickerson. Would it be Maryland with the loss of Melo Tremble? I don't think I, I don't think he's good enough. I mean you don't for, think that for that enough? high level a team okay. you know, okay. you know, Maryland returns basically everybody outside of Melo Tremble. Right. 
And uh, no, they're not looking for Creighton. A guy that, take a look at him, maybe. No, Wichita State, maybe. I don't think so. Okay. No, I I think you're. He's going to have to go a little lower than that. Yeah. yeah. All right. I I think this is a guy that's going to be maybe looking to go closer to home. Now maybe he's okay. Go back to New York or sure. Well, one of the many homes that he's had over the last seven years. <laughs> he's seems had like, several. Seems like he's been at fifteen different schools throughout <laughs> that time. No, I mean, this is a kid that is a nice point guard. He averaged ten a game in the in the Summit League. Sure. Let's not make him out that he's no, going to come in. You're and right. He's not going to play at Creighton or Wichita or Maryland. Okay. No, not programs like that. Drake? Now, Drake, yeah. Now, there's something there. That's a good idea. Yeah, hey, I'm just not a pretty face. You're not that, but you, you came up with that one. They need talent. They do. He's got talent. He, they, I mean, he would help that team immediately. How is, much? Is Reed Timmer back? Did he graduate? No, he's back. Timmer's back. Yeah. Okay. So... But those two guys, I'm just saying. Murray's back. Eh? Yeah. I'm just saying. But is, is that the way that you want to start off? Going after a guy that's been that well-traveled? I can tell you this. I don't think it matters how you start off as long as you improve. I, if, I, you can, I, if you can improve from the disaster that Drake has been, and are the fans going to go if they win seven more games than what they won and they avoid the play-in game? Are they going to go, oh, God, you're only taking that guy for what? No, they're not. But Trey Dickerson's not going to improve I, them by seven games. I'm just saying he would be a guy who could help. I, on the other hand, if I'm Nico Medved over on Forest Avenue, yeah. I'm not looking that route. I'm not looking for stopgats. I'm not, not looking at fifth-year guys. I'm not looking at JUCO guys right now. What I'm looking to do is put together a class of under-the-radar prospects, kids that don't have even mid-level D1 looks, but mm-hmm. guys that you think – you can mold that. You can build. Uh, take a flyer on a kid that you know maybe is a, a six four, six five point guard. You think you can build him into. Take a shot on a prospect that is a big guy that has still got work to do. I think that's the way that you build it because next year, regardless of what happens, Drake's not going to bring in all of a sudden a couple of them oh, all NBC. No, I, I know that. And I, Trey I Dickerson no, wouldn't even be an all NBC. No, he player. would so, not. So I don't think that stopgap makes sense. What makes sense? Get freshmen, mm-hmm. get guys with upside, get guys that you think you can mold, you can build, and build for the future. All Don't right. worry about, well, if we win 12 games this year as opposed to seven, it's going to be a big deal because it's not. You're not going to be good next year. Know that it is the freshman class and the next two classes that uh, are important. It's the next two. Yeah. I, I definitely agree with that. But if you have so many scholarships that are open, and if you could use this guy and he would be helpful on your team, and if he was willing uh, then I would definitely take a look at him. I mean, they need they need bodies, bodies that can play, not just bodies like you and me. They need guys that can play. I'd rather at, take at, a, at that level. I'd rather take a flyer on a fringe prospect, a guy that you know is maybe I uh, kind of look at him. He's low D one, but yeah. eh, he's got a little bit of upside. Maybe he turns it. I'd rather take a shot on you that never guy know. than you never Trey know. Dickerson yeah. for one year. Okay. All right, fair enough. Uh, We'll take a break. When we come back, we're going to switch gears, go to golf a little bit. Oh, uh, before we go, update, Major League Baseball. What do we got here right now? This is the uh, Detroit Tigers and the Chicago White Sox. Yeah, just a one-day game today after the slew of them yesterday. It is opening day for the White Sox after their rain out yesterday against the Tigers. 1-0 
Uh, White Sox with the lead of that one as they play in the top of the second. There you go. We're coming right back, everybody. The Big Talker 1700. Catch the biggest games. Westwood One Sports coverage of NCAA men's basketball on 1700 KBGG. Sponsored by Mr. Executive and Billion Automotive. Hey, it's Jimmy B. And TC for Draft House 50 on Mills Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Hey, Draft House 50 has 47 big screen TVs for great viewing of any game. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, golf, tennis, you name it. Hey, the Draft House 50 can get it, even cricket? Draft House 50 has a sensational menu featuring specialty burgers, steak, salads, and so much more. And on Saturday and Sunday, beginning at 10 a.m., it's brunch, which includes a terrific Bloody Mary bar. The Draft House 50, a place for sports, great food, and drinks. Draft House 50, Mill Civic Parkway in West Des Moines. Got a paint project you haven't started? Now's the time to begin. The Home Depot has bare premium plus interior paint starting at just $23.97. It's a paint and primer in one, so you're not covering the same wall over and over. You paint it, then move on to the next one. We're pouring more into paint with unbeatable prices on bare premium plus interior paint. Now starting at just $23.97. The Home Depot. More saving. More doing. U.S. only. See store for details. Hi, this is Craig Hodson, Vice President, Market Manager of Cumulus Media Des Moines. Cumulus is a proud supporter of the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce. The chamber promotes economic development to strengthen the business climate and enhance the quality of life in Ankeny. Please join me in welcoming and supporting these new members. Anytime Fitness, Prairie Trail, Compassion Builders International, Des Moines Mobile Wash Incorporated, Financial Architects Incorporated, Aaron Plaskus, Gillum Group Real Estate, Great Caterers of Iowa Incorporated, The Rib Shack, I Iowa Mail Contractors, LLC, iThrive31, LLC, The Original Pancake House, Pansy Real Estate Team, Patrice Noble, Porch Light Coffee House, Remax Precision, Rialanas of Des Moines, Stone Age Granite, TMJ Roofing Services, Travis Coburn Photography, Tough Shed, TYH Humanitarian Foundation, Christine L. Werman. The Ankeny Chamber of Commerce and Cumulus Media wish to thank these new members. Learn more about the Ankeny Chamber of Commerce online at ankeny.org. You don't need more sports, but you want more sports. Rockstar Satellite can fix that with free next-day installation on DirecTV. Call Rockstar Satellite, 515-262-STAR. Call today for next-day installation, 515-262-STAR. Since 1993, Wolf Construction has been Des Moines' choice for residential and commercial roofing. From complete re-roofing to small leaks, call Wolf Construction at 225-8866 for your roofing needs. Call 225-8866 to set up your roofing consultation or online at wolfconstruction.net. That's wolfconstruction.net for Wolf Construction. A-plus rating from the Better Business Bureau. wolfconstruction.net. Hey everybody, it's me, it's Jimmy B, and I'm here to tell you about Aspen in the West Glen Town Center in West Des Moines. You want a great workout? Aspen has got everything that you need. It's a newly remodeled facility. All the machines, all of the weights, training sessions, everything that you need to get your health improved. And right now, Aspen is running a family add-on special. One dollar to join any membership for someone in your family as well. Just one dollar. It's a family membership add-on special. It's Aspen, West Glen, Town Center, West Des Moines. 
Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515-331-1577. We're JLM Shooter Supply. See you soon. Jim Brinson, Trent Condon, it's Jimmy B and TC on 1700 KBGG, live from the Wolf Construction Studio, sponsored by Wolf Construction Roofing. Here's Jim and Trent. Hey, everybody, we're back. Uh, We roll till three today. Uh, We're going to switch gears and go to the little white ball, something that we haven't been able to play here because the weather's been so tragic. Uh, Tony Corlogas is our guest uh, from Golf Space. It's always fun when we get him on the show. He's on the Draft House 50 hotline. Tony, good afternoon. How are you? We're doing great, Tony. Now, before we get into the upcoming event with the Masters, I got to ask you, on your Twitter feed or on your Twitter uh, handle there, the golf course that you show for your page, where is that golf course? I got to play that. That's beautiful. <laughs> that is the uh, Oasis in Mesquite, Nevada. And uh, that is the course that hosted one of the big break competitions that was where Tony Finau, who's now, he, he was a Utahan, uh, he's now on the PGA Tour and mm-hmm. doing very well. Mm-hmm. That's uh, the episode where he and his brother competed. Um, it was at that course. Wow. Is that is that particular course a shot-making course where you have to lay up a lot or not use driver, or is it a course where you can let it go? Well, I mean, if you can hit it straight, you can let it go. Um, <laughs> you know, it's typical desert golf. If you uh, if you miss the fairway, then uh, you're going to be in some dirt. Um, that particular shot there, though, uh, if you miss the fairway, you're you're pretty much dead. You, you There's no option other than hitting grass on that one. Okay. On to a different golf course. Yes. And we move on to the Masters. Tony, uh, <laughs> as we get ready for this golf tournament to build up uh, every year, now it's about, well, Tiger, will he, won't he? We don't know. It will not uh, be with him in the tournament this field, uh, this week and without him in the field. But after we get past uh, the initial rounds today, the the practice, all the fun things that happen on Tuesday, is it going to be golf as usual, or is there still going to be a hankering and a lot of people just saying, Boy, I wish Tiger was still around. Well, I mean, you know, the the media certainly wishes he was around because when he plays, uh, you know, traffic and viewership uh, skyrockets. I know, you know, in my blog as well, I mean, my traffic can triple or quadruple when he's playing. Uh, But I I really don't think it would be a good PR move for him to play right now. You know, his back supposedly hurts, but... Right now, I just don't think he's very good. Mm-hmm. Tony, is it's it's tragic for golf fans like us that he can't get out there at 41 years of age. He still has plenty of great golf left in him. Do you think that we will ever see him even get back to the point where he's competitive with the top players? At this point, I really don't think so. Um, the, you know, the, it's, it's coming up on what, eight years since his last major championship. Mm-hmm. 
and um, you know, every time he's he's tried to tee it up, it's just been a failure for the last you know, well, I don't know, couple of years. Um, I've looked at his swing recently, and it looks like a scared swing. Uh, I have my own back problems, and I know what those swings look like. Mm-hmm. And he just doesn't have the power and the confidence to to just let it go. Um, so, man, I, I just don't really see it happening at this point. It's so crazy just how quickly it can go, and, and there's many different multitude of reasons uh, for that. But for the tournament at hand, and we get ready for this week, uh, the weather has been a, a big conversation piece. So it sounds like possibility of some real soft conditions out there at Augusta coming up this week. Uh, in your mind, what is that going to play to? Is that going to lead to a lot of low scores? What are we looking at this week in your mind if the weather holds true is what they're talking about right now? Well, the first two days, the weather, the wind looks to be pretty brutal. Uh, so I don't expect to see a lot of low scores on Thursday and Friday. On Thursday, you're looking at 20-mile-an-hour constant winds with gusts in the mid-30s. Um, and then Friday is not quite as bad, but still pretty bad. So I don't anticipate seeing any you know, low, low scores the first couple of days. Mm. And uh, what what kind of player those conditions favor? It's really hard to say. You know, um, which players have the least amount of spin on their shots? Which players can per- perhaps hit low shots and control their ball a little better? Those guys will fare better in those conditions. And then once the weekend hits, it's it's gonna get a little better with just uh, light winds on the weekend. So, you know, who who can handle the wind it will be the big question on Thursday and Friday. Uh, when when it gets like that, look, you're you're our golf guru guy. How does that <laughs> how does that change the golfers thinking, the professional golfers thinking? Look, if it's windy out, I don't play. That's 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 my thinking. How do the how do the pros make that mental adjustment? Well, you know, I was listening to a few um, pre-Masters interviews, and some players actually um, like the idea. Like Ricky Fowler was commenting on the wind, saying that, uh, you know, if it's a constant wind, it actually makes the shots a little more predictable. At Augusta, um, a lot of times the winds can sort of come and go and circle around, and sometimes, you're, you know, you may be hitting a shot on 12 and you think you have a left-to-right wind, but once the ball gets above the tree line, it's right-to-left. But if it's a constant wind, that may help a few players if, if they're able to, you know, really um, figure out what that wind really is. So I think a lot just depends on the mentality of the player, um, you know, especially if they're Scottish. And then, of course, they would they would love to have the wind. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about <laughs> yeah. that. Well, Dustin Johnson is the overwhelming favorite. He's been playing at an incredible level so far this year. And, you know, he's got the length. He's got everything that you look at that you want. And you couple that with the way he's playing. Tony, in your mind, uh, how big of a favorite should Dustin Johnson be? Every place you look, uh, if you're looking at the sports books out in Vegas or wherever it is, he is the favorite. Is it uh, maybe a little bit here before a guy that's never won the Masters before? Or do you think this uh, comes with, with good reason the way he's been playing? Well, obviously, it comes with good reason. It, it, you know, it took him a long time to break the ice on the majors. Uh, I think everyone knew that it would happen. And now he's vaulted himself up to number one in the world. Um, so he, he obviously has every uh, part of the game necessary. He's, he's super long. Uh, Augusta just gets longer and longer and longer, and it, and it oftentimes favors longer players, though 
short guys like Mike Weir and Zach Johnson can win it. Um, if he can keep his driver under control, which he's very good at, then he has a very good chance of winning. The odds makers have him at five to one. Um, just knowing how you know deep and competitive the field is, I'd be willing to take the field against him because that would be a much better bet. Mm-hmm. But uh, it'd be hard to bet bet you know against him the way he's playing lately. Uh, he's just got it all going. Hmm. In- interesting. Is there a dark horse for you in this uh, tournament? Is somebody that you think is has been close but could just all of a sudden surprise everybody? Oh, boy. You know, that's that's hard to say. Um, I mean, it's like, who won it last year? <laughs> I mean, without looking at your papers, without looking at anything, right. do you even remember who won it last year? Oh, not off the you top know? of my head, no. Englishman Danny Willett. Oh, that's right. Okay. Um, he, he, you know, shot a fantastic final round, 67, no bogeys, combined with Jordan Spieth's meltdown. So who's the next Danny Willett? Is there another one in, in the field? I mean, it seems like the way the Masters plays out, there's always a dark horse out there. Um, who that guy is, boy, I didn't spot Danny Willett coming from 10 miles away last year, so... <laughs> It's hard to say, you know, but um, the way that course sets up, it's more of an offensive course, though this, this year it won't be with, with the wind. Um, if someone can just make a lot of birdies, then they'll be right there. And, uh, it, you know, and that's what's great about this course is it sets up for low scores and it sets up for a great finish and it, it always produces a great finish at the end. Well, uh, 10 years ago it was one of those surprises, Zach Johnson coming out of nowhere to beat the field. Finished over par that day, plus one uh, for the tournament to take home the green jacket. Zach Johnson, is it going to have to be a confluence events again for him with a lot of low scores for him to stay at it? Or is it a case where Zach, maybe with the right circumstances, he's won another major since then, he could be in contention for the Iowan? Well, you know, talking about wind, uh, Zach is is a low ball hitter, mm-hmm. uh, so it, that could favor him if conditions are tough and and a lot of the par fives, you know, the players can't really go for him. And two, um, he could have the game uh, to to really um, do well in those those harsh conditions. It's been ten years, Trent and I. Like when we mentioned that and shook our heads, we couldn't believe that it was ten years ago. It just seems like it was two or three years ago that Zach had won the Masters to us. We're getting old. Yeah, I guess that's it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, shut up, Tony. You shouldn't be <laughs> laughing at us like that. Come on now. <laughs> I don't think I'm too far behind you. Oh, okay, I might even be ahead of you. <laughs> okay, good. <laughs> good. We like that. So when you when you think in terms like that, is the is is the PGA now a young man's game? Or is there still room for a middle aged guy when I say middle aged in golf, thirty and forty? Well, you know, um, the the average winning age of the Masters is about 32. Okay. The oldest winner is Jack Nicklaus, 46. Youngest, I think, was Tiger, around 21. Um, so, you know, if anything, uh, I think the, the careers are longer. I think you are able to see older players play longer. Even, you know, guys in their 40s are still competing fairly well. 
Um, but the young guys are really coming on and, uh, the athleticism is changing. It's, it's not, you know, some, it's not a bunch of fat smokers anymore on tour. I mean, they're all working out hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, um, it's changing and, and these, they're real athletes. I mean, people think golf is not a, not really a sport or it's not really an athletic endeavor, but these days it really is. And, uh, you know, um, those old guys, they, they need to hit the gym to, to try and keep up with the young guys. All right, that was going to be my follow-up, and that is about conditioning and what these guys do. Is that pretty much attributed to Tiger? Yes. Uh, you know, I mean, Jack Nicklaus in his day was, was pretty fit, and even Arnold Palmer, too. Um, but, uh, you know, Tiger really, really set the tour um, on the, the fitness craze. And, uh, and now the tour even has its own fitness trailer um, so that the guys can have a place to work out at every wow. event. So, wow. yep. Okay. So you don't get the walrus anymore. <laughs> <laughs> there are a couple of guys like that, and, and some of them actually can play fairly well. Yeah. Um, but um, it's, it's a lot of flat bellies out there these days. Tony, good catching up with you once again. Hopefully uh, you can hit up that beautiful course in Mesquite. The home oh, of one yes. Hayden Fry, the former Iowa football really? coach. That's where Hayden uh, makes his home out in Mesquite, Nevada. Wow! Wow! Okay, thank you, Tony. We're gonna uh, we'll ring your bell again this summer. You can count on it. If you guys want to chat after the Masters and do a follow up, I'd be happy to do it. That'll be great, pal. You got it. We'll uh, touch base with you then, and we'll have you on like probably Monday. Thank you, man. Sounds good. Thank you. See you later. Tony Coralogos, uh, Golf Space, great stuff. And you should just go to his website just to view that course in Mesquite. It's, God, a nice it's, one. it's beautiful. Uh, we're coming right back. The Big Talker, 1700. Afternoons, we talk sports on 1700 with Jimmy B and TC, noon to 3, and Des Moines' biggest local sports show, Marty and Miller, from 3 to 6 on 1700. The weather's warming up, and it's time to think about your spring projects. Wolf Construction Roofing can take any roofing job, large and small, flat roof, sloped, or pitched. The guys at Wolf Construction will do a wonderful job for you. Most single-family home projects are completed in one day, and your property is left in better condition than they found it. Wolf Construction will do their best to honor you with timely communication, a job well done, and a price that's fair. It's Wolf Construction Roofing. Call BJ Bengard today, 515-225-8866, or check them out online, wolfconstruction.net. The Spa at West Glen, a personal journey for the mind, body, and spirit. Treat yourself with massage therapies including sweetest massage, deep tissue massage, and the signature service from the Spa at West Glen, the West Glen Body Ritual. The Spa at West Glen also provides injectables, facials, chemical peels, and medical spa treatments including Dermapen along with nutritional services. Look and feel your best with help from the Spa at West Glen. And the Spa at West Glen makes a great gift for the special lady in your life. Believe me. Call the Spa at West Glen at 515-225-2642. That's 515-225-2642. Or check them out online at relaxdemoines.com. Dr. Heidi Cook and the Spa at West Glen. 
This is Rob Doheny with Next Generation Realty. Welcome to the best real estate market since 2008. Why pay those overpriced 5, 6, or 7% commissions? Next Generation Realty offers a flat fee as low as $39.90, and you get top exposure on Zillow, Trulia, plus all the services of a licensed real estate broker. The results speak loudly. We've saved our home sellers over $35 million. Call Next Generation Realty first, 224-9900. Save thousands. Hey, Metro PCS and Cricket customers, are you tired of family plans with data limits? It's time to make the switch to Boost Mobile because right now, Boost has the best family plan ever. Get four lines, all with unlimited gigs of high-speed data for just $100 a month. Is that an amazing value or what? Yep, four lines with unlimited gigs of high-speed data for just $100 a month, all on Boost Mobile's crazy fast nationwide network. And when you switch, Boost will give you up to four free Samsung Galaxy phones. Goodbye, Metro PCS. See ya, Cricket. Hello, Boost, and the best family plan ever. What are you waiting for? Visit a Boost mobile store today. Offer ends 4-10-17. Requires one line to port in. Lines include unlimited data, talk, and text. Video streams optimized at up to 480p plus resolution. Music up to 500 kilobits per second. And cloud gaming up to 2 megabits per second. Data deprioritization applies during congestion. Free phones while supplies last. Requires port in and activation on plan $50 or more. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. It's Spring Black Friday at the Home Depot. And right now, you can save up to 35% on appliances, like the Whirlpool Stainless Steel French Door Refrigerator. With its AccuChill temperature management system and full-width pantry, it keeps food at the correct temperature. And during Spring Black Friday, it's a special buy at just $998, over $700 in savings. Nobody beats our prices, guaranteed. Only at the Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only while supplies last. See store for details valid through April 12th. If there's one thing the pros at Advance Auto know, it's parts. Advance Auto Parts and Batteries, this is Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. I'm on your website, and it says I can buy online and then pick up in-store? Yes. And how long does that usually take? 30 minutes or less. I need a battery for my 2013 Ford Escape. Our Autocraft Gold, it's got a three-year warranty. Man, you really know your stuff. I'm 33. Am I too young for a cardigan? Too young for a cardigan? <laughs> Advance Auto Parts. We know everything about auto parts. Order online at advanceautoparts.com and pick up your order in-store in just 30 minutes. Hi folks, Mike from JLM Shooter Supply here, inviting you to visit our full-service gun shop. Whether you are precision rifle shooting, competing in handgun matches, or just out plinking with the family, we have everything you might need. We offer all types of firearms, ammunition, and accessories, as well as all types of gunsmithing services. We've been here since 1988, and we won't be undersold by the big stores, and no one can match our service after the sale. We're on the corner of 70th and Douglas in Urbandale, or we can be reached at 515 331 my name is Sharzad Kiade. I'm a Gemini Pescatarian, a mom of two wild little boys. I'm Susan Yara. I'm a mom of two also. This morning, I went to the bathroom alone. I woke up at five, put my boob in her mouth, and then she took a dump. Because that's what she uses me for. <laughs> that's what you're going to hear a lot of our stories and experiences in our crazy journeys to motherhood. It's fam for all moms, not for all dads, not fathers and moms, for all moms. It's going to be a good old time. You guys are going to want to stick around. Promise. So subscribe. 